0: One of the beliefs that seems to permeate human life is that there is some predefined state that constitutes something that I suppose one might call perfect humanity or full humanity or the consummation of our human existence. We find this particularly strongly in certain religious traditions where someone like Jesus of Nazareth or perhaps the Buddha or some other supposedly perfect or near-perfect person is supposed to have achieved some kind of consummation of the human condition. It's interesting that they're nearly always men Uh, And that they're nearly always a very, very long time ago. And it seems to me that this is just nonsense. That whatever we may have clothed these figures of history with, whatever qualities, properties, wisdom, equanimity, or whatever it might be, they almost certainly were not what we now suppose them to have been or what the tradition has made them into. But far worse than this is the notion that human essence is somehow already defined. And we come across it again in the notion of human nature. People will often say, oh, well, that's not human nature or that's against human nature. Or they even will say, that'll never work, because that's not human nature. And what they nearly always mean by human nature is the way we happen to think of ourselves right now. Uh, Most of the time, in most of history, in most parts of the world, people thought of themselves differently. And that's inevitable. Because our self-image is not very reliable as a judge of what we really like. You may ask, why am I raising this point? It's because it comes in yet again to my theme of unmaking sense. If we start with some preconceived idea of what it is to be human, as though somewhere or somehow by someone what it is to be human has been defined or achieved, established and maintained and left as a an example to the rest of us and I suppose someone like Jesus is probably as good an example of this as you'll find anywhere, then we seem to measure ourselves against that model. But You and I can no more be like Jesus in the 21st century than we can be like the Buddha or anybody else indeed because our circumstances are different. And the notion that there is already defined somewhere some hypothetical perfect being to whom I should attempt to compare myself and towards which I should attempt to move, seems to me just errant nonsense. I don't think we have the first idea, either who we are, or what we should be. We have some vague ideas that are defined by our social relationships, and we have some ideas that are defined by people who we know we don't want to be, people like Hitler and Putin, But to say that we know who we should be or who we ideally should be or what that perfection towards which we could if we were better at living our lives we would move just strikes me as nonsense. I came across a passage just a few days ago, not for the first time, but it reminded me of this in Kierkegaard's The Concept of Dread, or sometimes it's called The Concept of Anxiety, where he says, I think quite wrongly, let's be clear, that one of the advantages that we have over other people and over all science is that we each know who we are, or if you like, what it is like to be me, to use rather more Thomas Nagel terminology. And what I want to suggest this morning is, no, we don't. I don't think we do know what it is like to be me. In any given moment, and I do mean moment, we have some sense of what it is like to be me right now. But the notion that that is somehow necessarily continuous with or consistent with who I thought myself to be yesterday, just doesn't seem to be, to me at least, even empirically true. Less still, theoretically true. I have absolutely no idea who, in what you might call my essence, I am. Partly because I don't believe in that essence, And as you know by now, I certainly don't believe that there is anything like an immortal soul living somewhere in this body that is called me. But I don't believe that I have an essence at all. And even if there is some hypothetical potential towards which I might still be moving or which perhaps I've already passed and I'm on the downhill slope, who knows? I'll leave you to judge. If there is some such thing, then I certainly don't know what it is. And I probably didn't recognize it if I've already passed it, and I'll probably never reach it if I haven't got to it yet. So, what do we think we're doing when we talk and think as though there is some essence of self? Part of it, of course, is a legacy of soul talk part of it is a legacy of the notion that we are created in the image of god but as i once wrote and it's perhaps one of the best things i've ever written although i did subsequently read uh, or discover that nietzsche had said something very similar right at the beginning of the genealogy of morals we don't know ourselves very well neither fortunately for us does god well, I would now see the reference to God as hypothetical, metaphorical, or ironic. But the notion, which is what prompted that thought, that God's creative activity is really an attempt to discover by God who God really is, rather as our conscious thoughts are an attempt probably not an attempt that's under our voluntary control, but an attempt to get to grips with who we might be. Consciousness, as I've said many a time here, as a metaphor for the self. Because who I am really is something that is beneath consciousness, beyond consciousness, lies in that non-conscious neurological activity that is my brain and my body in their inconceivably complex interactions, most of which I am never consciously aware of, nor can be. Let me remind you of the Todd Noratrenda's comment in The User Illusion, where he says that consciousness can process things at about 16 bits a second. The brain processes millions, perhaps 12 million bits a second, because it processes sight and sound and touch and all the other things that are going on in and around us. Mostly, necessarily mostly, if you think that consciousness can only deal with about 16 bits a second, and even if it's out by a factor of 10 or 100, it's still only a tiny fraction of what's going on inside our brains, Who we are, which I really do take to be what's going on in our brains, is something that remains forever unknown and indeed unknowable, even to us. So Kierkegaard's actually wrong. We don't know who we are. In some ways, other people may know who we are better than we do, because since they are processing us through sight and sound and vision and touch and so on they may well in their non-conscious existence have a better image of us than we have of ourselves my familiar now I hope to you if you've listened to many of these uh, sentences from Gilbert Ryle's concept of mind one thing that I cannot prepare myself for is the next thing that I shall think is a sign that much of our consciousness is passive, epiphenomenal, if you like, certainly supervenient. Certainly it sits on and arises from an absolute ocean of non-conscious activity that we have no control over. That's not to say we have no control, full stop. As I've repeatedly said, consciousness has that capacity... To identify, recognize, and choose to express, in other words, preferences for some things rather than others. Rather as the tinder effect of swiping left or swiping right may be just about the only exercise of freedom that we've got. But the notion that I know who I am, or that there is someone who is the consummation of me, the perfection of me, is just to me unintelligible. And so all these activities that we engage in ostensibly to discover who we are, make something of ourselves, are probably spurious. All we can really do, all we should really do, is feed our non-conscious existence in the same sort of way that we feed our digestive system to keep ourselves mentally and spiritually alive in much the way we keep ourselves physically alive. And the best we can hope, the best we can hope for, is that just occasionally that non-conscious, unknowable activity will throw up into the world something that will make the world a better place by our actions and by the consequent actions of others. And I think that's the only ambition we can have and the only belief that's really worth holding